0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning everybody. It's Thursday, October 19th, 528 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down a quarter cent at 491 and three quarters. November soybeans up three and a half at 13, 14 and a half. December Chicago wheat unchanged at 580 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down two at 668 and a half. December spring wheat down one and a half at 732. We've had some really good looking price action in the soybean market as of late. Let's start there.
1: Soybean futures have rallied in recent sessions. The nearby November 23 contract bottomed near $12.50 per bushel late last week and has since posted a sharp rally. The contract gained $0.14 on Wednesday to close near $13.11 per bushel. Speculative buyers have perhaps decided to trade a positive seasonal tendency. Some might also argue that the market is building weather premiums as the South American growing season begins?
0: I don't know that there is one singular reason for the soybean rally. I will say this, if that was your harvest low last week at about 1250 November futures on October 11th, that would be pretty normal seasonally. On average, over time, the soybean market tends to bottom around October 1st. Uh, Seasonals don't always work, but that's what happens on average over time. To uh, look at kind of a more technical version of this chart, this is a a very simplistic uh, version of the soybean chart that I drew up. But what happened here is uh, last week, the market traded below those lows that were posted in late June, about 1256. Ran some stops down there, but was unable to really break out below that level. Now, just uh, as of yesterday, you had a trade above uh, kind of an old uh, downtrend line, and now maybe this this 1372 area is in play. Uh, There's no trade wrecks here, guys. This is just some food for thought, some visuals on the soybean market. Um, When you look at the supply and demand situation, There's a big divergence between the U.S. situation and the global situation. So the U.S. situation is projected to be very, very tight. USDA tells us that we're gonna see a 5.25% stocks to use ratio. That's what's being projected right now. And that's super tight. That's actually tighter than what we've seen in each of the last three years. And what did you see in terms of prices the last three years? You saw soybeans very frequently in the 13, 14, 15, $16 neighborhood, right? And now we're barely north of 13. So some might look at this and say the soybean market's underpriced because you know we're, we're at an even tighter level of stocks to use. The flip side to this is that the global situation is uh, much more comfortable or bearish or loose. USDA projecting that the stocks to use ratio there is going to be north of 30%, and that would be the highest since the 2018-2019 marketing year. So you've got some some differences, some big differences between the US situation and the global situation. A lot of this global balance sheet deal that I'm showing you here hinges, of course, on South American production. So um, we don't know how big the Brazilian crop is going to be. We have projections out there. Yeah, it's going to be record big, but you need weather to cooperate, of course, and we're just getting started with the growing season. So maybe the speculator just wants to own some beans ahead of the uh, South American growing season. And uh, I believe large speculators or the funds are probably net long the market again in soybeans uh, real time here.
1: U.S. ethanol production increased last week. Weekly output of 1.04 million barrels increased 3.1% compared to last week and 11% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 21.11 million barrels. The print declined 2% on the week and 3.4% compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand increased 4.2% compared to last week and 8.1% versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is down 2.1% versus the same period last year.
0: In terms of ethanol production, this is the second best seasonal print on record. So for this particular week of the year, uh, only 2021 was better. So this is a very good print. Margins are excellent. Production margins for any given ethanol plant across the country positive by 60 cents to a dollar per gallon maybe better than that uh depending on the plant situation um the ethanol plants are able to we've seen basis improvement in corn and we've also seen basis improvement in soybeans we've also seen calendar spread improvement in both of those markets so um i think that when you step back and, and look at the markets i probably should have talked about this in the soybean section but those two things basis improvement and calendar spread improvement those two things are sometimes precursors to more broad flat price or futures rallies. In the case of uh, ethanol here, this is is going to be good. These guys can afford to bid up for corn. Their margins are going to be excellent. And I think the farmer selling had been so light that uh, maybe in order to secure the bushels that they need, the ethanol producer is able to bid up a little bit. I think that's what's going on. I think basis, I think basis your, your harvest low in basis at least has probably been posted in the corn market and also in the soybean market.
1: So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about this video you put together with Matt Bennett yesterday?
0: Matt was on yesterday and we talked about basis improvement. Uh, that was one of the many things that we talked about in yesterday's video. How much will end users pay? Uh, the fact of the matter is that for a lot of these end users, this is for all these end users, this is just a margin game. They don't care what they pay for corn as long as they're making a lot of money, and they are. Uh, that goes for the uh, corn processor, it goes for the soybean processor. Uh, in today's video, Shay. Folk is going to be on. He's going to talk about phantom yield loss. This is a super cool video that I myself could never personally do, uh, but it's some great info and he's going to have a free tool in there as well. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up for the premium subscription today. It's $50 per month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Morning email goes out at 5 a.m. Central time every single business day. It includes all of our recent videos, all of the charts we've got here, plus a whole bunch of other charts, graphics, uh, more premium type stuff that we don't uh, include on the public stuff here. So check that out this morning, guys.
1: Some Brazilian grain exports have been diverted due to drought. According to ANEC, Brazilian grain exporters are being forced to reroute export cargoes due to a severe drought in the Amazon. Cargos are now being diverted to southern port terminals instead of northern port terminals. Uh, the number of rerouted exports is minimal and not expected to impact overall grain exports this year. ANEC is still forecasting this year's Brazilian soybean exports with Will reach a record 99 million tons. Corn exports are also forecast to be record high, reaching between 52 to 53 million tons.
0: So Anak, who's reporting all of this, is a trade group that represents ADM and Bungie and Cargill and Cofco. So are they talking their book here or is this more of a serious issue? I really don't know. I know we've got a lot of viewers in South America. If you're in Brazil and you know a little bit more about this river situation than we do, drop us a uh, comment. We've got a lot of premium subscribers from South America also. Uh, this is the way that it looks on the map geographically. So uh, these, these shipments out of those Northern ports are being rerouted to Santos, but you can see the, the geography of it. If you look at Mato Grosso, it's kind of like equidistant essentially. Um, so this, this, they're painting this as a non-issue. Um, I, we, I don't believe it's an issue, but if, if you guys uh, are more, uh, uh, in tune with the situation than I am, and you have some thoughts on it, drop it in the uh, YouTube comments or shoot me an email.
1: As expected, oil prices spiked on Wednesday after Iran called for an embargo against Israel. The price increase was also attributed to a reduction in U.S. stockpiles, signaling a rise in demand for crude. Inventories in Cushing, Oklahoma, the largest storage hub in the U.S., have dropped to their lowest level since 2014. Brent crude rose 2% yesterday to close at $91.09 per barrel. WTI uh, also rose 2%, ending the day at $88.10 per barrel. Investors remain concerned over the potential impact on the global price of crude if Iran's production of 3.2 million barrels uh, per day were to be disrupted.
0: If you're a, a bull in the crude market or you're long the crude market as a speculator, honestly, I'd, I'd assume you're probably kind of disappointed with the price action. Like We haven't been able to hold the trade above 90 bucks in WTI. We're lower this morning despite all these headlines. Uh, stronger crude is, generally speaking, a positive input as it relates to corn prices and soybean prices. It doesn't seem to be having that sort of impact uh, this go around, though.
1: USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybeans on Wednesday. U.S. exporters sold 132,000 metric tons of soybeans to China for delivery during the current marketing year.
0: At risk of sounding like a broken record, this is just routine business. Again, it's not what we need to see. Uh, We're going to have our weekly export sales report out this morning, and we're looking for a good soybean number. It should be a million up to like 1.6, and we desperately need the business through last week, the book of U.S. export sales soybeans was off 31% versus the same period last year. We're not on pace to hit USDA projections. Um, so, yeah, we need we need this business. We need China in there, but we need about uh, five times that amount is what we'd uh, like to see in one of these flash sales. Uh, cattle market was mixed yesterday.
1: Yep, mixed to mostly lower. Feeder cattle futures were 72 cents lower to a buck 90 lower. Live cattle futures ranged from 32 cents higher to 42 cents lower. Choice box beef was a buck 28 lower on Wednesday, ending the day at 30386. Select was 28 cents lower, closing at 27835.
0: Outside markets this morning fairly quiet. U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are about flat. Bonds are off a little bit. Crude oil is down a dollar twenty-seven at eighty-six bucks even in the December WTI. Have a great day today, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday.